More gun violence in New York City, this time on a subway in the Bronx. A man is shot and killed on the train just before 530 this morning. It happened aboard a southbound D train at the 182nd, 183rd Street station. This morning, New York City police are looking for three people who ran off of that train in the aftermath. Eyewitness News reporter Phil Tate is live in the Tremont section with what we know at this hour. Phil. Yeah, well, right now, the 182nd, 183rd Street station remains closed. Well, this after police tell us that a 45-year-old man was shot aboard a southbound D train around 5 this morning. This station behind me has now turned into an active crime scene. Well, this as police try to figure out who the gunman is that shot this man in the torso and what happened in those moments before a gunfire erupted. Well, police initially were looking for those three suspects who got away, but it's still unclear if they may have been involved. Now, video we obtained that we will not run showed the victim treated on the train platform by paramedics before he was taken away to St. Barnabas Hospital where he was pronounced dead. Well, we spoke with neighbors who are simply shaken by this fatal shooting. I know to avoid this station because um, it's typically a dangerous station, so um, I typically take uh, the station a stop ahead or stop behind and then travel from there. It's terrible. The train is not safe. The I can't believe it. I personally don't ride it anymore because of that. You know, it's been like that since the pandemic. And police tell us no weapon has been recovered and no one is in their custody right now. This all on the heels as the transit system sees an uptick in overall crime by 22.6%. To seven on your side and a story from Nina Pineda. Last year, there were 894 vehicle safety recalls, potentially affecting almost 35 million vehicles on American roadways. But many drivers have no idea that the car they're driving with an open recall, they don't know what to do. Uh, do you bring it in for repairs? Do you get uh, simple updates uh, to your system? All to keep you safe on the roads. To all the answers to all the important questions, we're bringing in Nina Pineda now with why it's so important to act, but not just to protect yourself, but also your wallet. Right, yeah, Nina? of course, definitely. And hi, Pedro. I've got a chance Hello. to sit with you here on the <laughs> nice to table. see you. So welcome. Everybody loves you doing a great job. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I, I just want to say so much happens with this right now. <laughs> like we don't open our mail. A lot of us are, ignore the mail, and that's how these recall warnings come out. And recently, a do not drive, this is a very serious warning, a do not drive recall mailing was sent out um, as part of a larger recall for those dangerous Takata airbags, of course, we've all reported on before. This affects millions of vehicles. Uh, the airbag can explode and send that shrapnel flying. So these, these Toyota Corollas, Pontiac Vibes, and RAV4s from 03 to 04 and 05, these older models, um, you know, they, it shows the records that they have not been fixed and they're eligible for this free fix. So owners need to park them, have them towed. And, you know, a lot of these repairs are, are very minor. But what people don't know is for the millions of cars out there, you can get reimbursed if you paid for a repair that was part of a recall. It was over a year ago when Dottie Croner took her truck to her dealer when she got a dashboard warning something was up. 
it caused my engine light to come on. Okay. So, yeah. so you had no idea what was wrong? No, I did not. The mechanics found a problem with a leaky valve, replaced a part, charging her 430 bucks for the repair. They said because <laughs> the flap wasn't closing properly. Later that year in the summer, Dottie got a recall notice in the mail for her 2019 Traverse. This is a letter that um, Chevrolet sent me regarding the recall, and it talks about the evaporative ignition purge valve, which wasn't closing properly, and that needed to be fixed. And this was after you got it fixed? Yes, I got this in July 2023, and I had the car fixed January 6, 2023. The notice reads clearly. If you have already paid for repairs for the conditions described in this letter, please complete the enclosed reimbursement form and present it to your dealer with all the required documents. That was back in August. I'm trying to get my money back. I don't hear from it. Like, I'm being ghost. I don't hear from anyone. Dottie lost her sister in September, then got busy with her precious grandkids. After the holidays, following several attempts at her refund. So I just got fed up, and I'm like, I'm calling Nita Panetta. She'll get it done for me. So we contacted her tri-state area dealer. The GM explained they had submitted her paperwork to the manufacturer several times, but got denied and said they had kept their customer updated. But after our calls on a Friday night, the dealer cut the check himself, $430.33. For anyone who needs help, call Nina Pineda and set it on your side. Without her, it won't get done. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. All right, Dottie. We contacted the manufacturer and GM said both they and their network of dealers put customers at the center of what they do and that recall repairs in this case are reimbursable. Whoa, this is so scary because you're so right. People do not check their mail. Do you get the mail? I don't get the mail. I, I, I don't check it for these recalls. So what do you do if you're watching this and you're saying, oh, wait, let me make sure my car is not it's one of them. It's so easy and it's free. You can go to Carfax okay. or NHTSA, the National National Highway Traffic Safety Administration website. All you do is punch in your license plate number or your VIN number and all of those recalls are going to come up. Okay. So here's some tips. Read those recall notices really carefully once you put in that VIN number and they they appear. And then it requests the repair if you have already done the service, then ask for the refund ASAP because you know there's a time frame for these type of things. Okay. All right, and then you want to schedule service with your dealer, bring in your recall notice right away, and then contact the manufacturer if you need assistance getting reimbursed. And you know, one of the easiest and most eye-opening stories we ever did, we went to a grocery store parking lot okay. And we walked around with Carfax and punched in the license plate yes. numbers of the cars, waited for the people to come out, and told them that they had a recall. And I'm telling you, probably three out of six people had no idea. And Ooh, one of them gosh. had that dangerous airbag in there. So, oh my. you know, so much of what we do with channel with Seven on Your Side is is um, people lost their life savings. In this case, this is life-saving yeah. information. Yeah. Getting so these important. recalls looked at and fixed could save your life. I mean, you heard her at the end. She thanked you. But, I mean, seriously, a lot of people even today are going to listen to the information you just shared. That's the good work you right hope there. So. Seriously. You hope so. Yeah. Thank goodness Thank this you. is how we do it, Pedro. Yeah, that's how you do it. Seven <laughs> on your side. They got you back. Great job. You're welcome. New York City police still searching for more than a dozen people wanted in connection with two big fights in Times Square. One of those fights ended with a migrant teen stabbed in the back the other with the man hospitalized after a brutal beating. Eyewitness News reporter Reagan Meji joins us live in Midtown with the investigations and how New York City police are responding. Reagan. 
Yeah, Pedro, they're still looking for, in fact, 19 people involved in two separate incidents here in Times Square. Now, this all taking place last night. The first one at 5.30 at night. You know, please say a 17-year-old who they believe is a migrant from Nicaragua was chased down by a large group of people and stabbed in the back near a migrant shelter on 42nd Street near 8th Avenue. A knife and a broom handle were recovered at the scene. Seven people were arrested, and police are looking for 16 others. Now, we spoke with a witness who did not want to give her name, who says she saw a group of young men acting suspicious in the subway minutes before the attack. They all turn around, and then he has, let's go, and they pull up the mask, and they all start charging this way down the street. And then what happened to you? I was laying on the sidewalk because I was on the bus stop. I was laying sideways. I fell over in the street. All I know was as soon as the guy said, let's go, whichever direction they started running, I guess I just maybe was in the path that they were in, and I got knocked over. How are you feeling today? A little sore on my right side, but I'm happy to be okay. And then two hours later, a 28-year-old man, police believe is from the area, was punched and kicked in the head and face outside the Hard Rock Cafe at 43rd and Broadway. Now, three people are in custody. Police are searching for two others. As for the condition for the 28-year-old and the 17-year-old, both are listed in stable condition. Now, police don't believe that both of those attacks are connected. Cell service for AT&T customers is fully restored this morning. Mm -hmm. Good news there. This is after that nationwide outage that we saw yesterday left tens of thousands in the dark. Oh man, heads are rolling. Officials with the mobile provider say that the network disruption was caused by a software update. Huh. No cyber attack like a lot of us were concerned yeah. about. Mm -hmm. The government was, um, but it still leaves plenty of questions about how this could have happened, first of all, and how so many people could have been impacted like that. Yeah, a lot of questions here, mm -hmm. right? So we're bringing in someone who can answer them all. Joining us right now, Lance Ulanoff, the editor in chief of Tech Radar. Lance, thank you so much for joining us this morning. I want to start right in with the big question. How does something like this happen? Like yeah. what kind of update could AT&T have been pushing out that could wipe out <laughs> service to so many people? Well, I, I have to say that it's a little concerning that there isn't a level of redundancy that could have prevented tens of thousands of uh, users across the country from losing service. And it was a roughly 12 hour outage uh, that started in almost the middle of the night and was so big that people on other services thought there was something wrong with their service because when they were trying to reach people on AT&T, it failed. So they assumed, well, I guess my Verizon, my T-Mobile is down. So everybody was reporting down, you know, outages, but it was just AT&T and, you know, this has happened, you know, we have seen sometimes, you know, even on the web, you know, on the internet, somebody does a server update and it knocks out a whole bunch of websites. Mm. It can happen, but usually not at this scale and not with such an important service like, you know, everybody's cell service. Yeah. How could they not have been prepared for this? Like, are there usually, you know, backups for this kind of situation? Because, yes, we say that nothing nefarious caused this, but it does kind of give you pause, at least some of us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing that you don't want uh, a simple software update to cause this kind of problem. And it makes you worry about how strong the system is and how prepared they are for someone on the outside to try and change something, attack something, and how easily they could take the entire system offline. But I can tell you that AT&T has certainly learned from this, and I doubt it will happen again anytime soon because, you know, they're 
they've given us i'm glad they finally communicated the reason for it although it probably took them too long but now they're going to go through a very deep process to understand exactly what triggered this and how they can make sure it never happens again yeah i mean when i heard this happened i thought okay a little break from your phone not too bad but when you start hearing places like san francisco where people can't get in contact with emergency services this is a major problem uh, when you go six hours or so without without cell phone service so what are other companies doing including at and you say okay they're going to look at things but is there anything concrete that they're doing or other companies are going to do so to avoid this from you know ever happening again you know, it's hard to say what they're going to do, but I think one of the big things that has to come out of this is better communication, not just from AT&T, but from all the providers, because for hours, no one was responding to, you know, if you were on social media, as I was, there were tons and tons, you know, thousands of people saying, what's wrong with my service? I can't, I can't make calls. I'm not getting texts. And because these, we talk to other services, you know, we call people, people on AT&T, call people on Verizon. Everyone thought that their services were broken and none of them stepped forward and said, for, for hours at least, there's nothing wrong with our service. It took, T-Mobile did it first, then Verizon did it, uh, but it was, it took too long. And then it took too long for AT&T to acknowledge that there was a problem and then to, to give people regular updates. The updates were few and far between over many hours. So I think that's one of the big takeaways is that consumers who are carrying cell phones demand communication. They demand to know when things aren't going the way they should and why it's happening and when they can expect a resolution. Yeah, I guess the big problem was that this was, as you had said, unprecedented. They probably didn't know what to do. So hopefully now they have to learn the biggest lesson ever. Hopefully yeah. it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Lance Ulanoff, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for your time. It's a big concern. You, you let people, you know, think things are happening, nefarious things, and, you know, it's the rumors start flying everywhere. So yeah. it's, it's better to get out in front of it and it's try to get it. Yeah. And hopefully now they'll have the safecards in place to Absolutely. prevent it from happening again. Wait, can you guys believe it? We are about two weeks, no, actually 16 days Ooh. to be exact, from the 96th Annual Academy Awards. And voting is underway right now. And look who we got. The, the most reporter, the legend, <laughs> Sandy the most Kenyon. interesting man. In yes, the right. The stories you have. That's so kind uh, of you. Okay, so the voting's begun. And Pedro, great to share the air with. Nice you. to see you. <laughs> nice to see you. Voting's begun, people. We only have until Tuesday. Till Tuesday, those Academy members, 9,500 are eligible to vote, and they have until Tuesday to mark those ballots. Very early in my career, I worked for uh, the great director Arthur Penn, an Academy member, and in those days, you had a printed ballot. Now it's online, and he would take a couple of hours of an afternoon to seriously consider a lot of people take that very, very seriously. Although the late director Peter Bogdanovich did confess to me that he did vote against the people that he hated and <laughs> voted for the people that he loved. That's a great story. <laughs> so there's a little of high school in it, but in very little. Yeah. Because these are, it's a very educated electorate. Yeah. It is a very small electorate. So let me ask you, what are your favorites so far? What are you looking at for best picture? Well, I think it's Oppenheimer's to lose at this point. Oh. Uh, I was moved okay. by Barbie and Poor Things. Poor Things was my number one. More about that in a minute. But Oppenheimer has taken so many of the big awards, most recently at the British Academy Awards, and uh, Killian is uh, going to do it, I think. Although, 
Paul Giamatti from the Holdovers could sneak in there. Paul Giamatti had a terrific speech at the Golden Globes. Of course, the Globes splits between comedy and musicals and the dramatic. So there's Mm. two ways to win there. Not so with Oscars. But what people don't realize is sometimes when somebody has an, a winner has an excellent speech in the weeks leading up, there's kind of a little edge there Mm. because these voters think, wow, wouldn't it be great to hear that on Oscar night? And no one will own that, but I have to tell you, I've seen it in play. I think you've been to enough Oscars to to see a pattern here. (laughs) I, I thought it was pretty interesting. We saw Barbie had kind of an upset at the time when poor things you know, one over Barbie. Um, but it looks like it's gained that momentum, Poor Things, right? Yes, Poor Things, Emma Stone, a remarkable range required yeah. for this role. This was my number one movie hmm. for the year. And it was just, it had everything, it was bold. I can remember talking to Tony McNamara, nominated for a screenplay, he's the writer. And after filming, he got back to London and his wife said, so how did it go? And he said, this is such a big leap. It's either going to be a total <laughs> flop or a total success. And it was a total oh, man. success. Amazing movie. I don't know yeah. anybody who revs me up for these movies more than you do. Yeah. And I'm checking them off. I still haven't seen Poor Things or The Holdovers oh, yet. Do it. I know you see all the movies. I've seen every single film. So I, I like to play along every year. And at home, I you know, make my picks and we stuff. We share and like, this. Yeah. Told me upstairs. Yeah. How do you feel about Poor Things? I walked out of Poor Things and I, and I was like, I've never seen a movie like this. I mean, it follows the journey. I'm, I don't want to give any spoilers, but cinematically, uh, the way they shot the film, everything, it's, it develops over time, and it's it's impressive. It's Sandy, impressive. do you have any an extra seat um, to L.A.? Yeah. <laughs> Let me come hang out with you. <laughs> you want to go, go We can go eat. Actually, we will be welcoming Joel Gargiulo. Yes. Who is going to be coming in. Uh, as my That's successor. That's our big announcement. Yes. And, uh, she will be joining me on Oscar's red carpet. So for the first time since Michelle Charlesworth and I oh, did it more wow. than a decade ago, you will have two Eyewitness News reporters oh, on wow. Oscar's red amazing. carpet. Amazing. Welcome so to awesome. Joelle. We cannot yeah. wait to see what you guys are going to yes. do out there. Amazing. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much. We're counting down the days. Sandy, thank you so much. You can watch the Oscars Sunday, March 10th, beginning at 7 o'clock, right here on Channel 7. It's Friday, so we got to talk about what's up this weekend. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) The Met has a groundbreaking exhibition named The Harlem Renaissance and Transatlantic Modernism, featuring some 160 works of painting, sculpture, photography, film, and more. It explores the way black artists portrayed everyday modern life in the new black cities that took shape in the 1920s to 1940s in Harlem and nationwide. Don't miss the chance to see the Harlem Globetrotters, the Trotters Global Tour. They take over Madison Square Garden tomorrow with moments of extreme basketball innovation and unparalleled fan fun. If you haven't seen them, you don't want to miss out on this. They are so talented. Wow. And the countdown is on to the 26th annual Lunar New Year Parade and Festival. The fun event returns to Chinatown on Sunday. This year's theme is all about celebrating the Year of the Dragon. The parade and festival mark the end of celebrations that kicked off on February 10th when the Lunar New Year officially began. By the way, WABC is a proud sponsor of the parade. You can watch it live on Sunday at 1 p.m. wherever you stream ABC7NY. And you can find links to all of these events and more on ABC7NY. Just head to our website to check them out. We hope you have a great weekend. Yes.